Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace Thursday mornings edition. Brittany Graham here with you today and we've got a, a massive weekend in harness racing on our doorstep. We've got Group 1 racing from Tabcourt Park Menangle on Saturday night, of course, with the Tab Regional Championship Super Final. And then there's also four Group 1s out of Melton on Saturday night. And there's strong New South Wales representation in both the three-year-old Colts and Geldings and the three-year-old Phillies Australian Pacing Gold Finals. We'll have a chat to David Thorne shortly. But just a recap on last night's racing from Bathurst. A big welcome back to Michael Musket back to the cart. Of course, he had a pretty horror fall going back late last year and he hasn't been seen uh, from a driving perspective since. But he was back in the winner's circle last night. So well done to him. And Amanda Turnbull, she continued a great run with a treble as well. Just speaking of the Turnbull name... Of course, just a reminder of tomorrow's uh, funeral for Tony Turnbull. It will take place at 11.30 tomorrow at St. Michael and John's Cathedral in Bathurst. And on that note as well, the family uh, have, I guess, uh, put out an invitation for as part of that farewell for uh, the late AD. Harness racing participants are invited to form a guard of honour at the conclusion of the Mass wearing their racing silk. So no doubt there'll be a big turnout tomorrow morning if you're heading to Bathurst to farewell AD, make sure uh, for those participants that you pack your, your racing colours to honour him in a guard of honour after the mass tomorrow. David Thorne is no doubt excited about the prospects of Antonia this weekend as she heads towards that APG three-year-old Phillies final and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, David. And I guess my first question to you is with all that's happening at the moment, where are you? Where's the Philly and how are things looking? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Me and her are already down in Melbourne. We're at uh, Dean Braun, Dean Braun's place at uh, Melton. So, yeah, we're here. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit scary. We don't really know what's going to happen, but um, fingers crossed. In terms of her trip away, I know that you've taken her to Bathurst, and I believe you, you stayed up there this year. But it's her first, I guess, proper trip away heading into state to Victoria. How has she travelled? There's not much to her. And I know that, uh, you know, she's a little filly, but how has she taken that big step of having to, to travel on the float for a pretty decent amount of time? Yeah, no, no, she was really good. She, um, I left yesterday morning about quarter to seven and um, got down here about 3.30. And yeah, no, she never moved. She um, she just come down on her own and she yeah didn't worry at all. I Took her out this morning, give her a little jog and canner, and yeah, no, she's bright as a button at everything last night, so I couldn't be happier with her. She's only had the one defeat this season, and that was in the New South Wales Oaks heats when she was then able to come out and, and win the final. And as much as an, an Oaks is no doubt at the top of the list when it comes to horses, uh, to races that you target with a three year old filly, the money on offer in this APG race, I would say, has meant that this has been probably the main target all season long. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, uh, money-wise, this is the biggest race. So, um, yeah, this is the one we sort of probably targeted. But, I mean, all them group ones are are good to win. She's had the the two heat efforts to get to this stage and she didn't trial between the the gold bracelet publicly, at least, heading into those. So, no doubt, by design, you were happy to see the progression of about a second and a half shaved off from heat one to heat two and she was a bit more serious the second time round. Yeah, she was going to trial the week before the first heat, but the trials were called off because of the rain. So I wasn't overly worried. She only had a week off, and she thought, I don't work her that hard anyway. So I knew she'd be right. But, um, 
yeah, we just sort of looked after the first heat and I said to Jack at the second heat, just give her, like, not go stupid, but give her a little bit more of a hit out. Um, she's obviously going to have to go a lot quicker this week, so she sort of needs to be ready to roll and um, it, it actually worked out perfect. You must have been pretty disappointed when the barrier draws came through. She's drawn the outside of the second row with Tough Tilly, I guess, her main foe drawn off the front. But what do they say? It's only a bad barrier draw after the race, but it's still not probably the best starting point. No, that's exactly right. I mean, I wasn't. it was a bit hard to take. But, I mean, she has drawn good in, in the other group one, so she was probably due for a bad one. But um, this is probably the one at Melton where we wanted to draw good. You know, it is probably such a leader. The leader's so much of an advantage so um but as you said it's only a starting position we'll be more worried about where the finishing position is but um yeah it does make it hard to beat tough tilly from the draw tough tilly's drawn five should the emergency not be required she'll shuffle down to four but there's a bit of gate speed to your inside so i guess you're probably banking on the fact that a couple of those probably most notably a horse like soho almazi doesn't give the race away easily to tough tilly and makes her work for it yeah, that's right. I mean, Soho Lamassi is very quick. It, it could hold if it wanted to. Um, you know, um, whether they want to hold or hand up, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, as long as they sort of make it do some work, you know, like, I mean, if she just strolls to the front, it's going to be very hard, you know. But if they sort of go a little bit early and we have a little bit of luck, you know, you never know. I mean, she's a very good filly, so um, I wouldn't say she can't win. It's just going to be very hard with the other one, you know, drawing the front row. Safely through Saturday night, win, lose or draw. What's the plans for the remainder of the season for Antonia? Yeah, she's going to go for a spell after this. Um, we were thinking about Queensland, but it just doesn't fit in. If she goes to Queensland, she's virtually got to be going all season. So um, she's actually going to have three or four weeks off, get ready for the Breeders' Challenge, the first heat, sort of middle of September. And then actually the Victorian Oaks is in the middle of the Breeders' Challenge. So... Uh, it's a little bit tricky, but it should work out okay. Um, then she's got to come down here again for the Oaks and come back for the Breeders' Challenge semi-finals. And then after the after that, there's the we paid the late entry for the Breeders' Crown as well. So, um, so yeah, she's got plenty of racing later in the season. So we thought we'll miss Queensland, give her three or four weeks off. Uh, we've looked after her this far, so uh, and, and there's plenty of racing for her next year as well. We've got the, the gold. For next year's the four-year-old one, which is, the, is really their three-year-old one. It's worth two hundred. We've got the the race of Wagga um, for the Breeders' Challenge horses. So there's actually a fair bit of races for next year anyway. So it's not as if oh we've got to get what we can this year. You know, um, we're sort of looking to the future with her a little bit as well. Yeah, which is great news because it can sometimes be a bit of a, a hard bridging year for those horses coming out of three-year-old into open company. But if she has a few stepping stones, that's a big plus in terms of. You know, offers to buy and the like. We hear about big offers floating around for particularly mares at the moment from North America. Has she been, uh, you know, specced by a couple? Has there been any interest shown for her? And if so, uh, have the owners been able to stick solid? They're happy to keep her here, which is good news for our industry. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we got offered one offer from America. We never really got to money, but I mean, obviously it would have been good money. But um, the owners sort of had horses for 40 years and this is his first Group 1 horse, so um, he, he he just said no. He didn't want to sell her. So, um, you know, he said maybe as a broodmare when she's finished, he might sell her, but as a racehorse, he wants to keep her. So, yeah, that was good for everyone.
Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, I guess, the scenario that's unfolding down there in Melbourne at the moment, we're probably seeing the same for a few of the other drivers like Blake Fitzpatrick in particular. He's got a few key drives. Has there been any discussion with Jack Trainer? Is there any way that, that he won't make the trip or is that just a case of watching and, and seeing over the, the next little while and is there any sort of contingency plan in place? Yeah, well, we haven't. He rang me this morning just to see how it was and um, I said, well, we don't really know much more than you. It's just a day-by-day thing. But I actually said to him, you know, um, obviously he's going to do his very best to get here. Um, he, he was obviously going to fly, but I, I said to him, maybe just you and Blake or something have just got to maybe get in a car and drive down, you know, drive straight to the track, race and drive straight home, you know. That might be worst-case scenario if, you know, if that's what happens, I'm sure they'd be happy to do that. I mean, Blake's driving the favourite in the three-year-old Colt and, and obviously Jack wants to get down here to drive her, so... Um, you know, something like that might be an option if, you know, at least that way you're not going to the airport or anything like that. So, um, but we're going to be guided by, I suppose, the authorities. I, I don't know, you know, Harness Racing New South Wales and Harness Racing Victoria, what they allow them to do, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. We'll watch this space over the next 48 hours or so. Best of luck on Saturday night, David. I'm sure that the whole of New South Wales will be cheering your Philly home and fingers crossed you can get a bit of luck. Thanks for your time today. Thanks very much, Britt. David Thorne there this morning, the trainer of Super Philly, Antonia. She's looking for her third dose of Group 1 glory this season when she takes on that three-year-old APG final on Saturday night. She has to overcome the outside gate, but she's a, a pretty special little filly and she's no doubt going to be ultra competitive once more. Tonight we have racing out of Penrith. A bit of a quieter day on the harness racing front. There's only two meetings total across Australia uh, and they're both in tonight's fixture. Achuka this evening in Victoria and Penrith hosts a seven race card with the first getting underway at 5.46. So that's where you can tune in to get your dose of harness racing in New South Wales today. Fred Hastings will be on board tomorrow morning to find plenty of winners for the big night out of Menangle on Saturday.